When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Starship Lorecast. That's that's the new one I came up with, Dave. I'm Tom. This is Dave. We are co-pilots of the Starship Lorecast. Did I say that last time? It's been a few weeks. The Starship Lorecast. I mean, it, it, in in reference to naming our Starship Lorecast, that's that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but I think this is the first time you've come up with it. Okay, I, I couldn't remember because it felt so natural when I was thinking about what I was going to say on the intro, and I was like, uh, "Wait, have I said that before? That seems seems like." You know, sometimes you're just like, wait, that was super obvious. Why haven't, why hasn't that happened yet? Why haven't we done that? Why haven't we done that? Uh, but welcome back, everybody. We are T-minus one week from launch, from early access launch, and Dave and I are super excited. We are gearing up. I am working on t-shirt designs for our upcoming Patreon, because I want to give people the best and most interesting sandwich shirts I can come up with. And uh, we're going to be announcing more about that next week as we roll that out. But for this week, in order to get you geared up and ready for launch, we have the current timeline of all the events that have been revealed so far. We're going to go over the timeline so you can get a sense of where you are in future history, what's going on with some of the stuff that we've discussed and kind of put it all together. But then we also have a Q&A that came out today with Pete Hines over at Gamescom, and he answers some more interesting questions, including New Game Plus is a thing in a Bethesda game for the first time. So we're gonna dig into that in the second half of the show. So welcome, welcome aboard. We are gearing up for actually launching this Starship Lorecast in, in very short order. But Dave, let's dig into the, uh, the timeline here. This starts off in the 21st century. In fact, not too long from now, the first date in the timeline is 2050, and this is when humans first arrive on Mars. And these are the these are the words that Bethesda has used on um, the stuff that they've put out. So, s- humans first arrive on Mars. Is that a first landing? Is that a first settlement? Is that a colony? We don't really know. Any thoughts on right. that one, Dave? I'm curious, you know, starting off, I'm very curious in this official timeline of where the divergence is. Um, Fallout has a divergence timeline that kind of like around World War II, things kind of go, ooh, ooh. So I'm curious if there's something. <laughs> how, how do they go? Ooh, ooh. Mm, okay. um, I'm curious if there is something divergent with our current time. Like, does that where the diverges? Does it diverge more towards you know, the space race, like the, the the original space race of, you know, first one, the moon is a, is a rotten nation. Um, right, right. Did we USSR get like in America? Yeah. Did we get like changes to the Cold War or any of that kind of stuff? So that's a good question. Right. Did it diverge in the 60s and the 70s or does it diverge roughly today? And we're just now looking into a potential future. 
Right. I guess that's we're what have I'm, to wait I'm curious out. about when it comes to these first kind of events. Right. Right. So the next date on the timeline is 2100. Exactly. 2100. By this time, humans are living in space. Another very simple description that leaves a lot of questions. Are we living in space as in people are now creating uh, hotels or like, I don't know, space stations that lots of people can go to? Is there settlement on the moon? Does that count as living in space? Or did something happen? Like, did we go through some catastro- catastrophic war or maybe global warming and people are now evacuating the planet and space is humanity's new home at this point? Right. And and the, the semantics is very conv- confusing to me because, Tom, here's the, the truth is we are right now living in space We're just <laughs> on a really big spaceship. We're just on a really big rock that happens. Everyone's in space. Right. Duh. Yeah. yeah. So we move forward into the 22nd century, the 22nd century. I think I'm going to use my, now that uh, Futurama's back. I think I'm going to use my uh, good news, everyone voice. Wait, wait, is Futurama back again? It's back again. And it's really wow. good. It's so funny. Good. Yeah, you should check that out. Go check out Futurama. Uh, all right, so here we have 2156. Humans first arrive in Alpha Centauri. I love yes, my old they man do. voice. Um, <laughs> so this seems like it takes them a while to go from 2100. It takes about, you know, by my math, 56 years uh, to, to get to that, like, um, fashion light travel that they are doing or grav jumping right kind of stuff but we've got another question does grav drive technology help get them there or are they traveling in some sort of close to light arc ship for 56 years or whatever however long that is uh according to your method we don't necessarily know that they would have left exactly at 2100 right like they could have left years before that and sent people to alpha centauri but is this maybe a colony ship because they can't live on Earth anymore? And so now there's a first settlement there because of yeah, that. It, that might be the case. I, I, I'd venture to say yes on that. So, yeah. So you think you think we're going to see a dead Earth, like a Earth that nobody lives on and everybody has now migrated out of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, if you think back in like the, you know, space operas and that kind of stuff, um, like uh, I'm trying to think Star Wars, Earth is in Star Wars. Uh, it's just that nobody lives on it. And it's entirely just. Wait, empty. Earth is in Star. Isn't it in a galaxy far away? Uh, Earth is in Star Wars, um, but it's there's that's a, that's a different lore. That path, is crazy. But- I didn't even know that that was a thing. That's a different lore cast. Okay, um, but but yeah, Earth is in is in Star Wars. It's where the humans came from, and then um, everybody just kind of like goes away. Weird. Okay, weird. Um, all right, so let's move on the timeline a little bit further. Mm-hmm. We've got that was twenty one fifty six, twenty fifty nine. Three years later, the United Colonies are established. So they get to Alpha Centauri, and within the first three years, they form the United Colonies. We've talked about the United Colonies, and so this is this is their origin. No other detail on that on this one. Let's move on to 2160. New Atlantis is founded on Jemison in Alpha Centauri. So they've now landed on Jemison, obviously, and founded the city of New Atlantis. 2161, New Atlantis becomes the capital of the United Colonies. So within another year, it's deemed the capital. It must have grown in population fairly quickly, I would assume. But if it's a colony ship that landed and just kind of everybody got out and built a city, then within a few years, I can imagine that 
kind of go right. like and, that. And I mean, that's only a five year difference from when they first arrived in that system to like when they have built a city that's worthy of a capital. So that that's pretty, you know, infrastructure wise. If we think about, you know, common infrastructure. Right. Pretty fast. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Um, six years later, 2167, Aquila City is founded on Aquila in Cheyenne by Solomon Co. We've talked about Co and that that name and the statue and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So within just six more years, you clearly have the settlements uh, and creation of these other cities and in different places. So there's so people are going more about and into different um, star systems just outside of, you know, the um Alpha Centauri system. Right. So now were these different ships that left at different times and got to different places or were they part of an initial group that divided and went to different locations? We don't know, but we'll be digging into that. Uh, 2188 Solomon Co. invites Voli to join Cheyenne in an alliance. And then also the corporation Chronomark, manufacturer of a line of smartwatches, is established. Chronomark is, I think they're the people who do the the watches that we'll end up with. Watch, right. Yeah. That seems like that's a part of the UI. It seems like that that's going to be a a thing that is featured in the game. But I like the idea of like them including on the timeline of like American history be like, this is when Timex started. (laughs) Right, right. I was expecting something like, oh, you know, this is a starship manufacturer gets established on this planet or something like that, right? No, it's a watchmaker. Watchmaker. Um, Also, Volai. V-O-L-I-I, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a star system with six planets and five moons, and it's part of the Freestar Collective. So it's not a person, it's actually a place. Uh, then we um, have, oh, go ahead, Dave. Well, Voli is also the uh, where um, Neon is located. Right, um, right. The, the star system that it's, it contains. Right, so, you know, some stuff going on with the whole Freestar Collective and all, right. all of the different unifying but yet still diverse and different everybody's groups. picking a side yeah that seems to be that's that's what it's building to uh right. 2189 so one year after that the freestar collective is established so now they've been organizing things for the last year seems like we've got the establishment 21 uh 2194 the united colonies positions the clinic star station around Depala in narion the inhabitants of Narion demand that the UC remove the clinic, and when the UC refuses, they vote to join the Freestar Collective. This Ooh. is the space station that we end up seeing. It, it, it goes through some changes, and we'll get through that in the timeline, but this is the space station that we see in the artwork um, initially. And it's, mm. it's called here the clinic, and it seems that... Uh, the United Colonies are not necessarily wanted everywhere that even by putting a space station near another another planet or location, people were like, nope, nope, nope. Get that out of here. Right. And, and that's, you know, history of frontiers, like when whenever an imperialistic force moves in, whether it be good intentions or not, they're not necessarily wanted. Yeah. So I'm sure we're going to see more about the details around that. And this uh, seems to begin conflict that kind of builds and grows over time. So within the next year, 2195, the Freestar Collective mobilizes to protect Narion from the UC. And I don't know if it's Narion or Narion. I mean, the we'll find out. the American me in me, let's say Narion. Narion. But it might be Narion. 
within the next year, 2196, in response to the Freestar Collective's mobilization, the UC deploys a fleet to Narion. The Freestar Collective responds with its own fleet, and the Narion War begins. So, just within two years of the clinic being placed at this location, war erupts. And if we look back in the timeline, this is only 30 years after the founding of Aquila City, and a little bit more from the founding of New Atlantis. So, mm-hmm. within 30 years, they are in open warfare with each other. Right. So that was 2196. Uh, into the 23rd century, 2216, the Treaty of Narion is signed. So this is tw- 30, no, 20 years later. <laughs> Let me do my math. 20 years later, after the war starts, the war lasts for 20 years in space with future technology that must have been catastrophic. The Treaty of Narion is signed by the United Colonies and the Free Star Collective, ending the Narion War. The treaty also marks the first formal use of the term settled systems. So I feel like that was probably something that came up in the text of the treaty to mm-hmm. define these are settled systems and these are not settled systems and therefore you have authority here and we have authority here or something like that yeah yeah i i think you're right uh of where where that authority lies i think that it's interesting to go back and look at some of the stuff that bethesda has kind of talked about with this treaty it seems like that this treaty facilitates some stuff in the game that's kind of outlawed it seemed like that this treaty was like hey we do this then you can't do this and you can't do this, um, which we've, we've talked about mechs before. Um, and it seems like that this treaty basically says, hey, Freestar Collective, you can't use mechs anymore. But also the United Colonies was using um, uh, weaponized animals that they were like mind controlling or some, you know, space magic situation. They were uh, effectively right. using aliens to attack. So it was like, you know, mechs versus alien. Po- Pokemon, like a, Pokemon right. versus uh, Gundam. Yeah, uh, it seems a little more ferocious than that. But uh, this seems to be kind of a a basis for what is like what establishes these settled systems, this treaty itself. Yeah. And uh, to answer some of our questions, we were speculating about the mechs in the previous episode. Thank you to those of you who responded and said, yeah, they put out some information about how they aren't mechs in the game, or at least you can't be in the mechs. But there are the remains of old mechs in certain locations and that kind of thing. Um, So this seems like it plays into to the war here. Uh, And then we have a follow up within five years, 2221. The Freestar Rangers are established and they are a peacekeeping unit. So. Uh, I guess if you have a, I don't know, a Wild West, then you need some lawmen to patrol the Wild West and keep everybody in line. Right. And and just the name just reminds, it makes me think of Sunset Riders, like that old, old game. Uh, but yes, if you're going to if you're going to be able to police these different areas on their frontier, which it's all kind of loosely connected, it seems like you're going to want to have some marshals that are out there taking care of some stuff. Right. Right. And then we jump ahead to 2275. We jump another 54 years into the future. Constellation is founded by Sebastian Banks. The Lodge Constellation's headquarters is built in New Atlantis. And as we know, the main quest line is going to focus a lot on Constellation and what Constellation is researching. So this begins the origin of that uh, organization. 
And it seems like that there there could be something that like an event that happens or a, a, a finding that facilitates that founding of constellation itself because you're not going to all get together and be like hey we're gonna just we're all interested in this let's start a little club like these seem like some pretty powerful people um in constellation so i think that they're all kind of rallying around uh, an event or something right or at least just information like a, a on a college campus and we're all just going to get together because that's what the chapter says and throw a big kegger sure know? sure or information or at least hints that there might be more out there um if we if we jump ahead in the timeline we know that constellation acquires the its first artifact in 2310 so that's another 40 ish years in the future um so they have they don't have an artifact yet but maybe there's knowledge about artifacts at this point or some some alien civilization that might be leaving hints on some of these planets that there's something else out there. And so they've now formed in order to investigate more of that. All right. Crop circles and all. Crops are getting crop circles on in New Atlantis crop circles. Um, so if we jump up to, uh, let's see, 2305, the 24th century. Barrett joins Constellation. So we're starting to get lists of some of these individuals that we will end up meeting in the game. Barrett is uh, the scientist, adventurer, explorer, and is one of the early members of Constellation. Uh, You see him in a spacesuit. He's spacesuit looking guy in one of and the it seems trailers. like from what they what they've talked about he's kind of the first person that you meet that's from constellation right right he had like the cool he was like he had the cool lines didn't he he had the like he, he i don't know he seemed like a cool guy if i recall he seemed like a cool guy yeah, yeah. first impressions and all seemed like a cool guy yeah. i'd um i give him <laughs> a bid you know so 2307 the freestar collective begins farming on the planet vesta in lunara this is another system 2308, the United Colonies objects to the Freestar colony in Lunara, claiming that Freestar expanding into a fourth system is a violation of the Treaty of Narion. After diplomatic talks stall, the UC besieges Vesta and kills all of its defenders. And this begins the colony war. So the Narion War is a precursor to the Colony War. The Colony War is what we've been hearing about in some of the trailers and people talking about, like, you know, never forget the Colony War. And we're getting closer to the actual timeline of the events of the game. And we're within, clearly, individuals' lifetimes of of those events. So, And it seems like, and to to correct myself, I misspoke on the Treaty of Narion. This seems like the Colony War, whenever that ends, that's when those Nomax no mind controlled aliens take place. Oh, okay. Um, so that's I, I, that's the I'd colony that wrong. Before we start writing in, before we start correcting me, just know <laughs> I've corrected myself. I'm a constant state of improvement. That's what I tell my wife. <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, 2310 Constellation acquires its first artifact, which we mentioned before, but it is stored in Constellation archives without further study, which is curious. Why did it just get put away somewhere and did not was it kept from some of the members who would have been interested in it? Was it were people unaware of the importance of the artifact at that point? And it wasn't until later that maybe they became more aware of what it actually was. There's some some vagaries around that. 2311, the Battle of Cheyenne occurs. A flotilla of military and civilian Freestar ships manages to defeat UC Navy forces and the colony war ends. We're not given any other details here about any of the other conflicts, any of the, uh, this war is a lot shorter than the Narion War, and what the terms were were specifically beyond some of the stuff that you mentioned for the ending of the war. Any thoughts on that, Dave? 
I'm interested to see what the, the the impacts of these the the Narian War and the Lunarna War or the Colony Wars they're calling it. Um, I'm interested to see the impacts of these. I, I think that those are going to be some of the you know you hold grudges um, you know in previous wars and I mean look how Americans think about the Union and Confederacy today. Uh, yeah, even though that was con- like five lifetimes ago. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the 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 wars in this game happened much closer than that in the in the American current. Well, maybe not five lifetimes year. ago. That someone's going to correct me on that. But it's been generations and generations at this point. Right. Uh, this kind of you know animosity, I think, you know, still is seeded. So I'm curious to see what that plays out in the game, how that affects political factions, cities, um, and your interactions with the constellation. Yeah. So next on the list, 2315, so within four years of the ending of the war, the UC Vanguard is founded. This is the Department of the United Colonies with the civilian Navy in response to the Freestar Collective's use of civilian ships during the colony war. This is one of those big uh, points. I think this is going to come up a lot. The Mm Freestar Collective uses citizenships and then the United Colonies are going, well, we need to do something similar in order to combat this. So we're going to have a civilian Navy, people who can sign up, use their own ships like which we're going to do and then be able to use those for future conflicts. So let's see. Let's move on from that. We've got four years later. We have 2319. Sarah Morgan is promoted to head of the UC Navigator Corps. And Sarah Morgan is the acting chair of Constellation currently. So this is her first uh, the first time she shows up in this timeline. Right. And that's the blonde lady with the blue eyes that you see in the in the initial trailer. That's kind of like the hello. And I'm the leader of Constellation. What's up? Yeah, well, welcome to Constellation. Yeah. Uh, then we have 2320. The UC Navigator Corps is shut down and Sarah Morgan joins Constellation. So even within one year, the, the core gets shut down as she gets moved over. The details and reasoning for that, we don't know yet, but I'm sure it'll probably come up. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, 2321, the next year, Walter Shroud, co-owner of Shroud Uckland, joins Constellation. Uh, Walter is the co-owner of this uh, ship manufacturing company and the the wealthy looking guy, if you remember what the different people look like. The Um, rich bish. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, 2322, Vladimir Saul, a former Crimson Fleet pirate, joins Constellation. So now we've got Vladimir, who is one of these people, one of these people we can bring on our ship with us. Mm-hmm. Um, 2325, so three years later, Sarah Morgan becomes the acting chair of Constellation. And Matteo Catri, I don't, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, a theologian, joins Constellation. So rounding out the other members of this organization. Uh, 2326 within the next year Bennett uncovers the artifact in Constellation's archives so or I'm sorry Barrett I mispronounced the name Barrett the first guy that we noted in this timeline joining Constellation rediscovers the artifact in the archives and Noel a graduate student and scientist joins Constellation at Sarah Morgan's invitation I have to assume that there's a reason why that detail is stated here that Noel and Sarah having or like or Noel. Is this Noel? N O E L? Yeah. Noel. Noel. I'm mispronouncing it. It could be Noel. Noel. I mean, it depends. Yeah. 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 Noel. But there, there's there's a relationship there. She's younger. She's a graduate student. There's probably a reason why Sarah wants her there. We don't know why, but it's hinted at something. Something. 2327, one more year later, Sam Coe and his daughter Cora Coe joined Constellation. And this is from the Coe family. So. 
this is interesting. We now have an ensembled cast of different people from different backgrounds and different locations all together for the same purpose. I'm sure there's going to be some conflict due to that. Different personalities pushing for different things. Uh, but seemingly, this is a big enough reason to bring all of these people together. Right. It seems like the constellation is existing kind of as like a, uh, a cl- everyone's kind of joining together from all the different factions, putting aside whatever animosity they have and focusing on a, a project effectively. Right, right. So let's get down to these are the last two uh, points on here. 2328, Andreja. I'm probably mispronouncing that name. Andreja, probably. Andreja, a, there you go. Yeah. Andreja with a J uh, joins Constellation. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about this person. Um, and then Constellation purchases the star station L-868, which is the clinic at Barrett's suggestion and modifies it into the eye, a deep space scanner. So clearly they're looking for things using the space station and the space station w- decades before was very controversial and led to the Battle of Narian. So there's going to be some tie ins with that for sure. And we first saw the space station, by the way, in the year of our Lord 2018 um, at the first Starfield reveal when they said that they were working on this game. This is the first thing that we see is this space station grab jumping. Yeah. Yeah. So it's clearly going to be a very important piece of, the, of this whole puzzle. And then we get the last date, 2330, May 7th, the events of Starfield begin. That's the day before my birthday. Happy birthday, me. Hey, next day. <laughs> Hey, next day, birthday, next day. So one day after starting Starfield, I'm going to celebrate my birthday in game. Wow. Get yourself a sandwich. (laughs) I'm going to have all the sandwiches. Um, So that's it. So the actual date, 2330, this game takes place in 2330. It's been decades now since some of the other conflicts and this whole history is is what we have to go on so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we do have more information about Starfield coming up in just a second with uh, Pete Hines and his Q&A session that he just did at Gamescom. And uh, I'm excited to to see that. And according to some of the other information that's come out recently, we will be getting a lot more detail on this stuff. Obviously, it it probably goes without saying, but a lot of the main quest line stuff and the locations that you can go visit, like um, the museum, in uh, New Atlantis gives us even more details on the history of these conflicts and some of the other stuff that's going on. So you should be able to just go in the game and travel to a place and then just learn a whole bunch of stuff, which makes sense for a Bethesda game when you can usually open up a terminal or open up a book and get kind of a a brief history of something. So I'm looking forward to diving into all of that. Also, uh, just a reminder that if you are interested in helping support this show, we've got a few things coming up. We're going to be launching our Patreon uh, once the game comes out and we will have tiers where you can join us and get ad free episodes. You'll have access to all the older pre-release episodes. Those are all going to get moved to the Patreon. So if you want to go back and listen to our crazy speculation and see how right or wrong we were, you can go check that stuff out over there. Uh, And also we'll have things like T-shirts and other stuff going on stickers. And I'm in the midst of designing all of that stuff right now. We'll have that up over there. So uh, we'll announce when it's up and and put the links and everything for you uh, to check it all out. Uh, Also, if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, That would be a wonderful way to help support the show and let people know, hey, this show's worth checking out. This is why I like it. Those kinds of things. So five star reviews will get read out in the future. And uh, anything else you want to share, Dave? Anything else coming down the pipeline? 
for for this uh for this show yeah oh um, we've got we've got our plan for the post-release episodes yeah uh so we're moving our recording day to friday um of next week so that we can get some time in the game before we release an episode so you can join us at two o'clock on friday of next week which is kind of crazy that that's coming around the corner um to hear some of our first impressions of uh starfield and then i believe that we're having some guests on that we'll announce at a later date um to talk about starfield in the first month i think september we're just going to focus on impressions getting a feel for the game you know we're not going to be able to do a, a lore deep dive without you know putting some time into it so right. expect we, that later on we also don't want to spoil too much because we know a lot of people will be getting into the game in those first few weeks and want to explore and uncover a lot of things for themselves um, so we don't want to kind of step on people's toes. We don't want to be like, oh, check out all this information that's so spoilery. And now, you, now it's going to ruin your playthrough because. Right. When Boba Fett shows up at the end of this game. <laughs> holy crap. Wow. <laughs> that's that's super nuts. Star Wars also in this universe. Um, so we're we're very purposefully fully doing that. But don't worry, we will eventually get into deep dives into different pieces of the lore and content. If you've listened to the Fallout Lorecast or the Elder Scrolls Lorecast or any of the other lore shows that I've done, it'll be very similar to that. We're going to take on topic and then dig into it and probably reveal things that you may not have discovered in the game. So stay tuned for all of that. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, Dave, would you like to go through and uh, highlight the uh, QA summary from Pete Hines? Right. So Gamescom is coming is coming up. It's right now. Uh, It's happening currently as we're talking. Uh, So they've been doing some uh, different like Starfield press. uh, But Pete Hines had a and a and I'm kind of going to read a summary of what he had had to say about Starfield. Um, Just some various quotes across the board um, with some reactions here. Uh, Pete Hines says that the game, as he calls it, doesn't really start until after the main quest and says that the main quest is his favorite Bethesda main quest ever. I'm curious what what that means about the game. Um, Yeah, I'm curious if stuff is so high priced, like ship customization, base building, resource management stuff is something that's like higher level play as opposed to the main quest which is just getting you through um yeah I, the locations in game i wonder uh, i'm still wondering if it's kind of like skyrim where you have to follow the main quest to a certain point and then that opens up like oh you're the dovakin and oh you have these powers and then you can break away and do other things and then come back and do the main quest so like I don't think he means you have to play all the way through the whole main quest and maybe that takes you 30 hours to just just do the main quest content before you can do other stuff because that's not how they design their games. Right. So I would imagine that what the what he's actually really trying to say here is like you can, you can get through the main quest but then there's just so much other stuff like the the bulk of the game is well beyond just doing the main quest. Right. I, I I think you're right. And I think back on a lot of Bethesda games of like where that content is, where 
you know, t- to me, like Fallout has always been about the main quest and about like you're pulling in a bunch of different resources to solve the, the problem at the end of it. Um, but Elder Scrolls has really been about, oh, this is the main quest. This is where you get to like, here's the core mechanic of the new game, whether it's Oblivion Gates, Dragon Shouts, that kind of stuff. And it seems like that that's going to be similar to this. Um, probably something revolving around space magic. Space magic. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> That's my speculation. So we'll see if we'll see if I'm right about that. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I think we're. Def- I mean, uh, from what I've seen out there, we're getting space magic. In fact, people have dug into the files, and there's names for some of the different powers, and they're all very mm. gravity based. Mm. Um, I'm not going to spoil, but we do know that there's gravity powers. They've shown it. Like this isn't really a spoiler. They've shown it in the trailer. Like you've got you get gravity powers at some point, right? Uh, but there's there's like, I don't know, 34 of them or something, and they all have different abilities. And But it makes sense. It's, this game's equivalent of Dragon Shouts. Right. So uh, it's kind of talking about his gameplay experiences. Uh, he says that he once accidentally got sucked into the vacuum of space because he boarded an enemy ship and the pilot took off. Yeah, I, could, I have to imagine he left like a like the door open and the ship took off. And then once it was out of... <laughs> like, it's like, it out in space. It was like, like it probably loaded, right? Like, it, you know, right. you're on the ground in atmosphere, and then now you're in space, and the doors open, and like, boom, all the physics kick in, and poof, you get sucked out. It's <laughs> funny. That's um, great. He says there's multiple passive. Um, points of interest across the galaxy to find. So an example he gave was a set of farms where the people give resources to people on other planets, which, you know, that that's kind of like a living system, that kind of stuff. In addition to planets, he also said modders will be able to create planets. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, you really could just build a star Wars planet like Coruscant. There you go. Boom. Built. I'm very curious into what that, like what the modding tools are, what people are going to be able to come up with, because I feel like that there is, a a unique level of storytelling that you can fit into the world where you don't have to be connected to this, like, you know, the Boston, like you don't have to be connected to Skyrim. Like you're kind of like in this universe. So you could create an original story, you know, something like the, the original forgotten city, um, that kind of stuff. I'm I'm very curious what modders can come up with. Um, Yeah. We're going to see a lot of creativity. Right. Moving on, kind of going through these certain companions will get annoyed with you if you do bad things, even companions who are really close to you. That sounds about so par for the course. Right. Yeah. Uh, lots of settlements, settlements with their own people and quests to find outside of the major cities. Obvious. Uh, New Game Plus relates to the main story, so he couldn't say a word on it. Says it's different from most New Game Plus mechanics and it's rather special. <laughs> I've never seen a New Game Plus mechanic with any... Um, Bethesda game? Yeah. Bethesda game? Right. Mm-hmm. No, so I'm this very is, curious what that is. This is brand new. And the fact that the game, uh, later on he says something about he's played 150 hours in his current playthrough and he's not even close to doing everything. Like this feels like it's going to be, you know, like a thousand hour game if you just want to go everywhere and do everything. Uh, mm. So the need for a special, like a, like a new game plus kind of special mode seems kind of curious unless you want to revisit certain quests bits and play them again so how that relates to the main quest i don't know it's kind of yeah interesting i'm cu- i'm curious and like they often after the game is out they add in a survival mode typically um i'm curious if that's in any way relative to that so i'm um, we'll see he says that he doesn't know if you can fly from planet to planet as grav driving is much quicker only takes a few seconds um it, it seems like that's something you could 
do um yeah from he's not sure because he's never tried and i would imagine at like uh, what is it like in uh star trek it's like uh the difference there's regular speed which has a name for it and then there's when they jump but at whatever the regular speed is i would imagine it would take forever because right. it's just the that's actual the, distance between things that's the funny thing i think about playing on um, no man's sky is you can actually you can do that you can fly to other planets but it'll give you um, a time like an eta and if you don't like do the space jump it'll be like 22 hours until right. you reach this planet and it's like counting down it's like, like all right we'll do the space jump and it'll take 10 seconds and you're there right why would you do that if i mean it's it's interesting if you can or can't i guess from a technical standpoint but if you never wanted to it's going to take so long to do it and right why i i would imagine that maybe you just don't make that physically possible in the game because it's no one's ever going to want to do it kind of you know like so i don't know that that to me that doesn't matter really it's just kind of a curious thing to know so moving on weapon mods combined with skills are really diverse said that he felt like iron man at one stage that's to me that's obvious yeah i wonder if that's because he was flying or maybe he ended up with ways of like shooting lasers out of his hands or something that's probably it that's what i'm thinking pew 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 yeah yeah that's cool uh you can get bounties put on you, but there are ways to undo them. That's kind of like Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Museum on New Atlantis explains the lore of the game, the colony war, what happened, etc. cetera. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious about the museum. I want to go on a tour. Yeah. That I sounds cool, there. too. Oh, and to answer a question in chat, uh, Leah of Genesis uh, asks, uh, basically says, I'm curious if there will be aliens in Starfield or if it's mostly about humans. Um the there are alien creatures on planets and there are lots of them we're going to talk about that in a minute uh it's mostly about humans the people that you interact with all the time are humans so it's not like uh we're going into like a star wars universe where like every other person you meet is some other race um but it seems like the main quest line and story revolves around some sort of intelligent alien race and artifacts that they've left out on these planets so what the interaction is with them if they're still around if they're a long dead society any of that stuff is still unknown so it seems like there might be intelligent races out there we just will be uncovering information about them through the main quest line so right um he goes on to say that the boost pack skill is really important and fun Uh, we've seen some photos of that yeah Uh, the adoring fan cannot become a robot i don't know why somebody would have asked that question but okay that's a little weird uh, that's there's an, an enormous joke. amount of creatures and he has no clue how many are in the game okay so that's i feel like that we're going to get some procedural stuff with that yeah um, clearly a few times people about. are asking questions that are just beyond the things that he's even thought about finding right. the answers to like specifically how many different creatures are there in the game he's like i, I haven't counted them up i don't know there's a bunch so also has no clue how long it would take to 100 percent the game says after 150 hours he isn't even slightly close somebody that's put 400 hours into you know elder scrolls games easily more now at this point you don't 100 percent those games yeah yeah, yeah. and if you do it, it takes you it takes you five six hundred hours so right. and this game's bigger considerably bigger so i would imagine that like this is dave this is a game we're gonna be playing at least for the next decade (laughs) right holy moly right uh lots of mod support post-launch um that's great it's great to hear uh moving on to mission boards mission boards can ask you to build uh outposts on planets he gave a hilarious example where the mission board gave him a quest to take 
two people across to a different space planet, like a space taxi. And after five hours, he found the two people still on board his ship and realized he had completely forgotten to take them off to their destination. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That makes me wonder how many of those missions there are. And if you could just keep on packing people into your ship <laughs> and just have we'll like a there. really Don't crowded worry. ship. Don't worry. We're still going there. Everybody calm down. Get to work. I just got to do some other stuff real quick. I'll be I'll, I'll be with you in a minute. That's great. That's great. Uh, there's a question. Another question in chat. GS uh, or G spot fitness. I think that's that's a very interesting name now that I say that out loud. Is there going to be a server outage when the game drops or have you prepared for it? Uh, the only server outage would be in being able to download the game because it's not like a, an MMO where everybody has to be in the same world at the same time. Right. So. I don't think that's yeah. Be if this was a Diablo or a, you know a seventy six or something like that where you're online, um, that would be a different thing. But yeah. with this, I don't think we have to worry about that. I wouldn't sweat it. And if you're on a platform where you can pre-download, I would make sure you do that. Yeah, I've got it. You can see the icon for it. Ding, ding, ding! Right above me, right ding, here. Ding. Um, it's already pre-downloaded, ready to go. So got that hundred gigs, hundred gigs of space. Yeah, SSD, very important. That's another thing that they've been talking about recently at Gamescom is uh, yeah, don't put this on a regular hard drive. It will load the assets in. There's too many assets and it'll, it'll load in too slowly. So you probably should have an SSD if you're on PC. Um, right. All right, just a few uh, more questions here or answers. Right. There's lots of Easter eggs you can expect across the game. Uh, there's no level cap and uh starter guides are coming this out is another course. vague response from pete and you oh, have to yeah. remember he he's uh he was in charge of marketing he changed jobs recently to something slightly different um so he's not a dev on the game he's also not one of the designers he's not like todd where he's got his hands in every little detail he knows as much has been shared with him and and what he's been focusing on is slightly different stuff so right um so i'm curious if there's a level cap we have never other than 76 we've never had a mainline uh bethesda game without a level cap as far as i know mm. yeah that's true i could be wrong about that but i don't think at least the most the, like the the current ones for like fallout 3 on skyrim doesn't have a level cap i'm pretty it sure doesn't have a are you sure doesn't it like yeah, top out can... at some point because like gaining experience becomes so incrementally small even once all of your attributes are like maxed out I don't know. Not an expert in it, but I remember that you could legendary skills so you could like refund that and then bring them all back down to one and then redo the leveling for that. But I'm I'm not sure. You know, there's like hard cap, soft cap, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, right. So kind of moving on here. He says that starter guys are coming out in a court. Uh, according to a German uh, interviewer, but no clue when. And people on PC who have played the game early said the performance is smooth. Yeah, I've seen a lot of a lot of people who got review copies saying performance is great. This is the most polished released game Bethesda has ever done, which is like, first of all, very surprising in a very good way. And we, we know they've delayed the game multiple times and clearly that is paying off. So that is exciting because I think that was most people's major hesitation yeah, I think I think that they're trying to make this a flagship. And if you want to have it a flagship, you got to put your best foot forward on launch day. So I am very happy that it's run so smooth. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's everything we know from the Q&A. And thank you for being here in the chat. Some of the questions you have been asking, we actually talked about earlier in the episode. So if you uh, would like to watch the VOD afterwards, go to the Robots Radio YouTube channel. This episode will be up there. Or if you want to listen to the audio version, look up Starfield Lorecast on Apple or Spotify or anything like that. Um, 
yeah, I don't think I have any other answers to any of the other questions. Lots of great questions, but we don't know yet. So uh, thank you for tuning in, Dave. Thanks for being here. This is exciting. We're just a week it away. Is. We'll be we'll be piloting around. Do you have do you have. OK, so just two questions. Do you have a name for your ship yet? Have you thought about what you're going to name it? A lot of people mm-hmm. are using names from other sci fi series for their ships. Uh, mm-hmm. And are are you going to go with a certain type of build or character design? Um, I'm going to go, I think, depending on space magic, if space magic is afoot, I want to be space magician. I'm, I'm here to be the space magician, but, um, I, I'm going to lean towards kind of a roguish pirate, um, uh, something technology based maybe. Um, I, I'm curious to once I get in there and see the skills, but, um, I am going to focus on kind of being, uh, you know, not necessarily Han Solo, but somebody a little more like, um. Uh, Jack Sparrow is probably oh, a better. Yeah, um, you just be drunk all the time. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean that's while I playing the game and as your character. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. great. That's great. Exactly. So you're gonna uh, is your ship gonna be the Black Pearl? No, no, no. I, I'm still I'm still thinking on a ship name. Um, I, you know, and I here's the thing: you can overthink that. So I'm not even gonna think about it. It's just gonna be whatever it is on that day. I'm gonna come up with it. Yeah. Maybe it's like. You know, mm-hmm. Steven. What if I just like like <laughs> regular names uh, named after ship? This is Steven. Um, <laughs> Steven, uh, is that one of your companions? Yeah. No, it's the ship. Oh, yeah. This okay. is this is my ship, Rachel. Um, <laughs> or just name it after like a famous person. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. This is my um, ship, Stevie this Wonder. Is, this Stevie is Wonder. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Ronald Reagan. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. You start naming politicians and that, that carries different kinds of uh, different kind of mood, different kind of weight mm. on that one. Mm. Um, yeah. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to roll with like my default stealthy kind of careful build uh, for my first playthrough if that ever ends, because this game sounds humongous. Um, and then I'll come up with a name for a ship. But one of the other things I'm going to be doing once this game is released and I've got enough time in it is uh, I did this for Cyberpunk. You know how people put out like builds for characters, like character builds, and they'll be like, OK, this is how you min max if you want to use katanas or whatever. Right. Um, for Cyberpunk, I put out character builds based around specific characters so like Mm -hmm. if you want to be john wick it's not about min maxing and getting the most damage it's about role playing a character in the world so this is the john wick build and you're going to want to go into pistols and and you know uh hand-to-hand stuff or this is the and so what i'm going to come up with for starfield are different character role play builds like if you want to if you want to be han solo this is how you would build out your character or any other famous sci-fi characters right captain right. picard build <laughs> whatever that is i'm gonna come up with some of this stuff and put some videos out so be looking for that i'll mention them when they come up in the future um and maybe one of those will end up becoming one of my playthroughs on stream or whatever i'm hoping to stream this as much as i can as well so please please join me here twitch.tv slash robots radio for that as well um Dave, what else do you got? We got to wrap the show up. Anything else going yeah, on? Yeah, um, so Rad Rolls is starting, which is my tabletop role-playing game podcast. Um, we are starting on next Friday. So when it starts, we're doing a Starfield mini campaign. Um, it's set on a derelict uh, penal colony ship from the Freestar Collective. Uh, and, and there is some strangeness afoot. 
um, there's some interesting characters that are that are kind of being rolled around with um, what they're doing. I am playing a robot character, actually, much like Vasco. But imagine if Vasco's like he's just been like on too long, and he's kind of like a real snarky kind of smartass. That's, uh-huh. that's kind of what I am playing. Um, and it, he he uses um, you know grav drive and gravity technology as a thing. So he's a like a, a ship mechanic. He's really good with computers, but his problem is that he's also like kind of magnetic. So things just kind of stick to him um, sometimes when he's <laughs> trying fun. to fix stuff so uh it's a really fun game we've we've recorded some of it uh, we're finishing it up here soon um so i you'll be hearing that all september long that's rad rules that's on youtube you can watch the feed on there um see our little pretty faces talk about it and um on podcast services rad rules awesome awesome and robotsradio.net for a bunch of other shows including my other shows like the fallout lorecast the elder scrolls lorecast the lord of the rings lorecast i do lots of lorecasts so if you want more lore in your ears then go check those out you can look them up on whatever podcatcher you listen to shows on there's youtube channels for each of them and you can always just find links at robotsradio.net thank you for tuning in i love all the chat thank you for being here and dave i'm super excited to dive into this by the time we talk on friday we will have been in the starfield my friend we will have been starting the field um we've been doing this for many a years a few episodes but i'm very excited I'm very excited to speak with you on this matter next week. <laughs> we will speak on this matter next week. We, yes, will, we will. We will blast off into the Starfield. Thanks for being here, everybody, and have a wonderful week. I hope you enjoy playing the game as well. We'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. Bye, everyone. you enjoyed this show did you know that parodies are copyright protected tell a friend and review on itunes or other services dave and tom excited for starfield let's all speculate and wear no shoes hey why aren't we wearing any shoes because shoes rhymes with itunes and that's the best i could think of